This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is just not going away. It's the fight between the BC government now and the current mayor of Surrey, Brenda Locke. The provincial government now wants the Surrey City Council to make a decision on whether to keep the Surrey RCMP or transition to the standalone Surrey Police Service. Well, Mayor Brenda Locke and most of the council has, they has, have preferred, and I'm going to use that carefully, that is in the past, they have preferred to retain the Surrey RCMP. While the BC government wants them to stick to the original plan of transitioning to a new police service. So yesterday, Public Service Minister Mike Farnworth called on a lock in the council to schedule another vote on the matter. Because remember back in the fall they had that one vote. And at that time, everyone was, while well, the majority was in favor of retaining the Surrey RCMP. Well, the minister wants another vote on the matter because there is a new report out and signed that non-disclosure agreement so they could see the report and get access to it to make a decision once again. This just never seems to die. Well, Surrey City Councillor Linda Annis is joining us now. Boy, you've signed uh, the non-disclosure agreement. You've seen the report. What do you make of this latest move by the Solicitor General? Is he just frustrated? What's going on here? Well, Minister Farnworth, I think, is very frustrated uh, with us not making a decision, as are the residents of Surrey. This has just gone on far too long. Uh, we received the uh, NDA request over a week ago, uh, and I certainly signed it right away, as did several of my colleagues, because we want to make a decision based on facts. It's always better to have the information and know and then make an informed decision. So what's in that uh, report? Disclose it to us. Well, I can't disclose it. Uh, uh, because you, you signed the NDA. Absolutely. and But what I can tell you is there's some very valuable information in that report. And I think it's incumbent on all of council and the mayor to read the report and then make a decision. Well, here's the argument I would be making if I was on the other side myself. And uh, I could see Brenda Locke's point on this. You know what? Uh, That's fine. But if I am to take a look at a report, and I'm not speaking for her, I'm speaking for me if I was mayor, which I'm not, thank goodness. But if I was a mayor, I would say uh, I want to be open and frank with the information in that report and give all the details to those in Surrey. And I can't do that because I signed an NDA. Well, you've signed the NDA. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's completely inaccurate. Uh, there's certain information that's highly sensitive. We're talking about public safety. Do we want, for an example, you know, um, for the criminal element to know where in British Columbia we have deficiencies in, in policing, where, where, where we could be short members or whatever it might be, the kind of intelligence that uh, comes into these kinds of reports oftentimes could affect public safety if the wrong people had the wrong information. 
uh, everyone is entitled to look at the redacted report, and there's lots of great information in there. But we do, from time to time, on many instances, have to uh, hold back certain information for the public safety uh, perspective. So that is a reality, and uh, the majority of, uh, well, not majority, but uh, yourself and uh, others on council have seen the report because they signed it. Is there something in there that has changed your mind about uh, your decision? Or, well, I've got to, I'm assuming something here. Has your, uh, has your mind changed? Does it continue to, you know, be the same position? Well, I think it's best for all of us to read the report and make an informed decision. You know, um, you can read these reports three, four, five times and always glean something else from them. And when we're talking about a decision of this magnitude to go and make a decision ill-informed without all of the facts on the table, it's just wrong. Better to, you know, as I say, to read it. um, And I would hope that... um, Uh, Other councillors and the mayor will get on it quickly because, as the mayor has mentioned, um, each month that we delay this decision, it's costing the taxpayers in Surrey $8 million. And that's a lot of money. And, you know, we need to get on with it and make a decision. We need to get on with it and make a decision. Some people might argue, yeah, but we were elected and we made the decision. That was clear. So it all comes down to this report. Is the report the thing that needs to be taken into consideration, the sole thing in making a decision, this new report? Well, I would first of all you know, like to say that um, when people voted for the current mayor, she won by less than 1,000 votes. People did not vote solely for her to keep the RCMP or, or not to have the Surrey Police Service. Uh, you know, People vote for many reasons, and when you have that slim of a majority, I guess the other argument could be made that McCallum almost got in uh, and he supported Surrey Police Service. I've been calling for a referendum since 2018 on this very issue because it's a huge issue. And um, when you cast a, a ballot uh, on Election Day, you're not voting for a single issue. If I had my way back in 2018, again, uh, when I was uh, reelected, we would have done a referendum. It's been such a hugely divisive issue in Surrey. Uh, and, you know, we need to uh, to resolve it once and for all. It's dividing the community. And I think a referendum would have put this whole thing to bed long ago. But unfortunately, you know, the, both the provincial government and the municipal government did, didn't see it that way. Uh, Councillor Linda Annis in Surrey, I'm going to put uh, this to you. And I think it's almost safe to say that Brenda Locke is not going to change her mind at this point. Uh, Some of the other people on council that also believe in what she has said and have been elected under her slate are not going to change their mind and will hold firm. So Mike Farnworth can still, we know his recommendation. He wants the transition to continue. Uh, We know that Surrey taxpayers, many want an answer, a final resolution. And of course, members of the RCMP detachment and members of the Surrey Police Service also want some sort of certainty. What's going to happen? How is this going to unfold, do you think? Well, I hope it unfolds very, very soon, for starters. Um, It's been going on, as I said earlier, far too long. 
uh, we need to make a decision on it and then move forward. And we need to find a way to bring the community back together uh, because it has been such a divisive issue. And quite frankly, you know, I think at this point in time, most of the residents of Surrey just want us to get something done uh, and get focused on other issues. There's so many things that we need to be focused in in Surrey. We've got 1,500 people moving here each and every month. Uh, Since I've been elected, that equates to about 50,000 people. And we need to be building uh, rec centres. We need to be um, advocating for more schools, better health care, and all those things in Surrey. But yet we're just focused on this one issue. Okay, is the provincial government going to step in and revisit the Police Act and take a look at this and say, you know what, you've had your time, now it's our time, and we're going to overpower the mayor? Do you think that's a possibility? Well, anything I think is on the table at this point in time, but to answer that question, that would be a great question for Minister Farnworth. Great question, but what do you think? Do you think that is possible? I think anything's possible at this point in time. You know, he has said he needs us to make a decision. There's a huge concern on his part. You know, there's 1,500 shortages of RCMP members in the province. There's a concern for public safety and as the minister in charge of public safety, he needs to make sure that residents in British Columbia are kept as safe as possible. And so ultimately, if we can't make a decision, he's going to have to consider his options. Linda Annis, you're frustrated, aren't you? I am very frustrated. This has been going on far too long. We've spent so much money uh, to date on the transition. I feel badly for the members, both for the Surrey Police Service and the RCMP. They're just left in limbo, and this isn't the way to uh, treat people that are taking care of our public safety and that are doing such a fine job of it. I feel very badly about that. Memo from Solicitor General Mike Farnworth to Mayor Brenda Locke in Surrey. Time to make a decision. Let's get down to it. What do you want? Surrey Police Service or the RCMP? Yeah, you made a decision back in the fall, but you've now got the report. Let's go right to our calls. We also have Councillor Linda Annis with us. But in Vancouver, Elmer, what do you make of what's happening, Elmer, in Surrey? Well, it seems to me that the RCMP policing of municipalities like Surrey is based on the model of you know, back when uh, RCMP Sergeant Preston of the Yukon patrolled the wilds of the Yukon alone on his horse Rex with his dog King. Yeah. I mean, for example, uh, the RCMP still allocates one officer patrol car, uh, even in cities like Surrey. Well, most cities, large cities and municipalities that have their own police force, allocate uh, two officers. Well, the bigger cities do. And, Elmer, I'm just going to pick up on that one point because it has been mentioned in the past. Uh, Linda Annis, uh, what about that? Is it time to do those uh, dual cars? And would we see that with the Surrey Police Service? Well, I I believe, uh, and it would be a good question for the chief, but I do believe that the plans are to have uh, uh, two members in some of the jurisdictions, you know, where... um, uh, where required, where public safety be maybe a little bit more um, of a concern. So I, I do believe that is part of the policing model. It seems to be the case in some of the bigger cities. By the way, it's not just all municipal forces that have two police officers. Uh, there are many, many smaller forces uh uh, even your Deltas and uh, Port Moody and ones as far out as Nelson, which have city police that only have one member. Uh, in Surrey, Corey, what's on your mind? Yeah. 
the government, like uh, Farnworth, should have just had the guts to just say, sorry, you're going with Surrey. Because personally, I mean, I live in Surrey. I'm, I'm for the RCMP, but back when McCallum won, he had a really, that was his main thing, changing the police force. And he won that initial election quite handily. Then Brenda won it. But I don't think Brenda won it for the mandate of changing it back to the RCMP. I think it was more of a I don't like Doug type vote. She barely won. And so, I mean, my feeling is in Surrey, most people just want to move on. Don't you know, it's interesting. Yeah, Corey, it's interesting you say that because I always thought that this would be coming out of uh, Mike Farnworth uh, kicking it back to Surrey as much as possible to stay away from the issue and making a recommendation. I was not surprised by that at all. Uh, it's a safer move, and it's one that uh, can basically say, hey, Surrey, your problem. You deal with it. Appreciate the phone call. Also in Surrey, Gurdeep. Good morning. What's on your mind? Uh, morning, Bruce, and to Councillor Ennis. Uh, she does an amazing job on council, and we're so lucky to have her. I think the politics is overpowering the uh, reason here. Um, Mayor Locke and her slate uh, already have the redacted reports from the RCMP. It is the RCMP and probably the SPS that do not want their numbers and reports that they submitted to the province released publicly, and that is the reason why uh, there's an NDA. And this council, as other councils, Bruce, routinely have in-camera meetings. They are done for a very specific reason, because there's information that is, you know, private or, you know, proprietary that cannot be, you know, shared with the public. So there's a reason behind it. But I think the voting calculus for the mayor is also changing. And one of the reasons why she's reluctant is that one of her counselors uh, who's an ex-RCMP member and has two kids in the RCMP is in a very obvious conflict and will not have we will not be able to vote so he'll have to recuse and the math doesn't work for her so that is one possible reason possibly maybe uh counselor Annis can comment yeah uh counselor Annis uh Linda Annis what do you think well, I would agree, agree completely with uh, what your caller is saying. And, you know, I, I won't um, place judgment uh, on a fellow councillor. It is uh, going before our ethics commissioner. But um, uh, I do think that um, we have to be open and transparent with everything that we do at City Hall. And with respect to the closed council meetings, he's absolutely right. Uh, we do discuss a lot of very sensitive information in, in closed uh, for the same reason that we've been asked to sign the NDA, because it is sensitive, confidential information. I appreciate the phone call from Gurdip and for all the phone calls, did not get to all of them. Linda Annis, uh, thank you so much for sharing your time with us, too. My pleasure, as always, Bruce.